Blog Talk Radio.
at the hospital after patients have been there. And the men and women to stock the shelves in the supermarket to keep us fed during this pandemic. We thank each and every one. Tonight's program, uh, we're going to start off with a, we have a, a good announcement and then we have a sad announcement. So I'm going to start with a good announcement first, and that's uh, Mr. Robert Anthony Carroll II uh, has his uh, final uh, soccer game today, and he won a medal. Uh, so we want to send congratulations out to his team, to Bobby, and to his coach, his daddy, Frank Carroll. Um, he did a great job this season and uh, rallied the kids to a, a wonderful season. Uh, the other one is that uh, we won't be joined this evening tonight uh, with uh, our friend uh, Bob G. Uh, Bob was called to the West Coast. Uh, they found out that his brother uh, is in the final stages of, the, uh, of cancer. So uh, Bob's out there with his family. Uh, to them, we send our very best wishes, our prayers, and we're going to ask all our, our, our listeners, please, please uh, just uh, when you have a chance, just Think of uh, give a good thought or a prayer if you can uh, to Bob uh, Bob G and his brother. Well, it's a great time to have everybody back uh, on a great night. Um, let's see, Z, would you like to talk about the uh, retirement? Um, I, yeah, uh, talk about what? I'm sorry, I didn't catch it. The great retirement of the great Mr. Fury. Um, well. <laughs> If he retires, uh, he said he's going to retire, and I believe him. I, I believe him until I'm proven wrong. With that said, um, he he had a retirement fight, and he did what you would like to see legends. Well, I'm supposed that legends do in retirement fights. He handled his business. Um, I could break it down technically in a few seconds or two, but I'm going to let other people comment on it before I do that. Um, well, I can't really say much about the fight because I didn't really watch it. Um, but I did see that 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 beautiful uppercut by um, by Tyson Fury to to knock out Dylan White, and then he got on the uh, the podium and said that you know this might be it for the Gypsy King, and you know the fans went crazy as expected. And um, you know, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm happy. I'm happy for for Tyson Fury to get this. You know, if it is the end of his career, you know, what a way to go out. You know, being as at least my, you know, I think he's the pound for pound, probably like top two, you know, top three, even probably the best fighter on the planet. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm very happy for Tyson. You know, what a, what a, what a great way to end his career. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it was a very good fight, um, and uh, I, I'm sure nobody expected it to end the way it did. Uh, with a I, I, I think I think um, if Ty's on the phone, I think he he might have thought that too. <laughs> Just, I thought it. I, <laughs> I expected, uh, you know, I, I definitely expected Fury to win the fight, and I thought he had a you know potential. To uh, good potential mm-hmm. to wear Dylan down late, and, uh, mm-hmm. and you know maybe you know Dylan just stopped on the seat. I no way did I think Tyson Fury would end the fight as emphatically as he did. That was uh, quite impressive. 
it shows me where he's at, that he's got to a point where he is better able to set guys up and walk them into uh, punches that they don't see. So, you know, he's really at the, the peak of his game, but he's spoken about retirement even before this fight. You know, all in the press he had talked about this being his last fight. And, if you know, if that's the case, so be it. Obviously, people like to see him fight the winner of uh, Joshua Usyk, you know, because it'd be a, a four-belt unification. We'd have an undisputed title fight. But that's literally the only fight that's out there for him. And if that doesn't interest him, then so be it. And if he walks off with a hybrid rules fight against Francis Nagano, bless him, and that'd be great and make a bunch of money. Um, so, you know, kudos to him in whatever he does. But right now he has options, and really there's only one fight out there for him. But he would go in as a favorite in both fights. So if he doesn't have the juice for it, then so be it, man. He's had a great career, whatever he chooses to do. In boxing, in boxing, Tyson Fury has two potential fights that will make him big money. Um, unfortunately, and real unfortunately, uh, whoever loses between Usyk and Joshua, he will make less mm-hmm. money with the loser. If he would have fought either one of them, and not even mm-hmm. to really, really, if he would have fought Joshua before he lost to Usyk, it would have been tremendous. That would have probably mm-hmm. been his big, big it's like, well, he had a big payday, but that would have definitely been his biggest payday. Mm-hmm. Joshua beats Usyk, and I don't know about any rematch called like third fight. I don't think it'd be a third fight called just like it was with Ruiz. Um, I think if Joshua beats Usyk, and I don't think that's going to happen, but if Joshua beats Usyk, then Tyson Fury is not going to win. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna state my claim on that now. Tyson Fury will not retire. Because he will fight Anthony Joshua. I think if he mm-hmm. wins, uh, Tyson Fury is not going to fight Usyk. I don't see him really fighting Usyk. And to be honest, that is a style thing. That is a work thing. To me, mm-hmm. he's going to have to do much more work in training camp to deal with Usyk. He's going to have to see a lot of different things dealing with Usyk. With Joshua... He's going to still have to work hard. I mean, any fight he's going to, he's going to have to work hard. But mm-hmm. this is difficult level. It, it, it's a little different. Um, mm-hmm. Now, speaking, that, that's speaking on what I saw in, in the fight tonight, uh, today, I, I, I'm going to put an analogy to it. If you have two guys fighting in the mud, the cleaner guy, the one who could stand in the mud, and the cleaner guy is usually gonna mm-hmm. is gonna win. And like I, I saw the round by round highlight. Basically, I saw the whole fight kind of round by round, and they cut the uh, corner talk out. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what I saw was a mud wrestling match, and Tyson mm-hmm. Fury was cleaner. What I didn't see, I didn't see. Tyson Fury dominate as much with the fist, more than the conditioning. Tyson Fury seemed to be in so much better conditioning than Dylan White, and Dylan White seemed a little wild. 
He didn't seem mm-hmm. as under control. He seemed a little wild wing. He, he, he hit the body hard at times, wildly, but he was not the more effective body puncher in the fight. Tyson Fury was he was more effective in the body punching. And it looked like it looked like Dylan White he 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 looked tight to me. He didn't it, it, it was it didn't seem like a case of I'm working harder against a bigger guy. That's why I'm tired. He looked tight. He looked a lot less relaxed than I'm used to seeing Dylan White. Not on top of that, he looked so much more unrelaxed than Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury was extremely comfortable. He fought at range at times, but then Tyson, like Tyson, turned into a fight where one-two grab, one-two grab, link, dirty box. <laughs> I mean, and Dylan White, he couldn't get his roughness off. And Dylan White's a rough fighter, and he, mm-hmm. he it seemed to where he was just uncomfortable coming in and everything else made him more uncomfortable to where he just sort of started winging and started, you know, hoping and praying. I always mm-hmm. gave Dylan White a puncher's chance. I thought that one thing he could do was maybe buzz Tyson Fury. Because I I, I mean, as good as Tyson Fury is, I don't have total faith in his chance. I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, not talking about Deontay Wilder. Stephen Cunningham put him down. Put him down with a good shot mm-hmm. that, that was effective. So, no, I do not mm-hmm. have faith in Tyson Fury's chance. What I do have faith mm-hmm. in is his ability to recover and to not get it hit cleanly all the time unless it's by Deontay Wilder in, uh, in certain fights. Um, mm-hmm. Dylan White was not composed, poised, or anything to even do anything like that. From the beginning, mm-hmm. so I, I think he 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 lost he lost from the start to me. Tyson Fury kind of did what he wanted to do until he did what he wanted to do. The uppercut to me was just a culmination, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't didn't come out. Of, it was just a you know sloppy work, sloppy work uppercut. And Dylan mm-hmm. White was he was his, he was tired. He was oxygen depleted from the brain. So getting up, he looked like George Foreman trying to get up against in Rumble in the Jungle against Ali. It wasn't a matter of mm-hmm. him being ahead. It was a matter of him just everything. His head buzzed. He can't get oxygen to his lungs or his head. I mean, he was done. So mm-hmm. I, kudos, you know, to, to Tyson Fury. Dylan White came in tight. Mm-hmm. Can, can, can I comment on that? Sure, go ahead. Sure enough. Hello? Sure enough. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm Greg, by the way. Um, as Z don't know, that's my coach. But after watching that fight, I did watch, I did watch the fight. What's <laughs> up? So, looking at the whole thing, um, from the big man versus the little man, um, Dylan White, he, he pretty much he he didn't take the fight to Tyson Fury. He, he started off, he pretty much stayed in his reach. He stayed by the height. Tyson Fury did use his jab whenever he wanted to. Instead of Dylan White pretty much trying to make it a fight, he didn't. So what she saw was pretty, what she saw was um, Tyson Fury being able to move. So Dylan White did catch him a couple times, but he had to make, he had to make it rough. 
But what you what what took Dylan White out the fight from the beginning was the fact that it was the roughness. They was the the calling with the ref uh, stopping everything because of frustration. So I don't think um, Tyson Fury definitely looked conditioned in this fight versus uh, White. And, and White normally he comes in like when he when he fought um, Kovacic, it was it was a different fighter. So, and and this is a moment that I, I kind of made with big fight. So, um, and sometimes when you you fight in that different competition, I don't care how much you say that you ready for that next for that uh, fighter, but it don't. It definitely didn't look like he was ready for the moment. The moment to me was too big for him. Um, and it showed. So when when he got caught. And then, because for me, I saw it, it was like real quick. It was a quick glance. Actually, I turned my head away, then turned back, and he was down. I was like, "Oh man, you serious?" But I do think, um, I, I do, I don't think he was ready for that moment. Um, and I definitely think the moment was too big. But then I heard, I heard you talking about uh, Fury versus Usyk. Um, I think. Real, real, realistically, Usek is the. I think he's the best. He's the most talented fighter in that division. But I think him against Fury. I think the the, the side plus the skill. See, Fury know how to use that weight, and he know how to use his own punches, and that's 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 a dangerous combination when you know how to use those punches and that weight. And then what he did too with White. What he did with White too. He would hit boom, lean. That just happened to me what yep. last two a month ago. That just happened yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, like yeah, so exactly. <laughs> and I'm hitting the, and, and I'm hitting the dude getting off and I'm breaking them down. Now mm-hmm. I'm just breaking them down, but because of that that size. Hundred and twenty five pound weight, weight difference. hundred and twenty five <laughs> pound weight difference. So it is different. So I, I definitely think if if uh Fury was a fight set it would be a problem. It would be a problem for both fighters, but I definitely mm-hmm. think for Usyk, that's a different weight game. That's a different – yeah, your skill level is different when you fight in Joshua because even though uh, Joshua outweighed him, what, 20 pounds, 20 pounds is different than 70. 20 pounds is different than 90. So when you hit that, that level of being hit and then you got to get hit by that, that's, that's, that's a whole different ball game, right, because – now I'm saying it's it's that size and you feeling that power and somebody that know how to use that power plus that weight is yeah it makes for a good fight but um it, it was it is good but but white just white couldn't white wanted to make it a brawl but he couldn't white didn't have a tool as a as a, a wilder would have so and that's why wilder was able to make it a brawl he had conditions. But at the same time, he had that reach, and then it, it, those are two different demeanors. So I don't think uh, White pretty much, he was a mandatory challenger, and it showed his skill level versus everybody else's that he wasn't the same skill level as a Joshua or Usyk or, um, or or Wilder. So that's that's what I see from that. Okay. Um, but but uh, just, just, just uh, that. Now, Greg, Greg, What's that? He, 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 Greg, I'm gonna give you a counterpoint because um, you know we and me and you talk boxing a lot, and I'm glad that everybody's here to hear. 
Um, I'm going to give you a counterpoint. I agree with everything you said. I mean, everything you said. Um, my counterpoint is going to be with Tyson, Fury, and Usyk. If um, Usyk and just watching the film or footage of him, Usyk is probably, he's going to be the most difficult matchup for Tyson Fury as far as just boxing. He had to worry about Deontay Wilder's power, but only one way, and and that was just with the right hand. Deontay is good enough to get that right hand off against Tyson Fury like that. I think that the problem with um, Tyson Fury was able to, you know, navigate, you know, navigate that distance and lean on Deontay in two fights even. The problem I see with him and Usyk is he's not. Usyk has conditioning for about 15 rounds of movement. Tyson Fury is not going to be able to just lean on a guy who moves as much as Usyk. Um, not only that, Usyk is he's, 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 he's aware enough to where Tyson Fury, that jab, is not going to be easily found by Tyson Fury. Usyk's also quicker. Um, right. When you're, like, he's, he's fighting, he's, he's, essentially he's fighting a, 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 a cricket to a certain extent. So where he, 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 he's, he's the sledgehammer and he's fighting a cricket. And the cricket hits a little hard, too. I'm just saying the matchup, as far as that goes, I have to give Usyk a, a, a shot, too. I have to kind of review it more, but I can't just pick Tyson Fury in that fight just because of right. Usyk's skill and just that that fact. Right. Yeah, I give you that because Usyk, Usyk is a beast, man, and I said that with Joshua. I said he would beat Joshua because of his skill level. So, do you think we'll beat him again? In yes. his next fight? Yes. And the reason why I think he'll beat him again, I mean, it's it's the condition, and Joshua got to make the adjustment. Usyk <laughs> don't have to make the adjustment. Oh, man. So, so that's how that's going to go. But when I look at, uh, like, Fury and Usyk, that, that is one I really want to see. But, as, as like you said, the cricket, but once you what what we talk about the fact the the the, the uh, faster the, the faster person you cut you cut him off you cut that ring short so if you make yeah. the ring short they cut the ring is short and so if the ring short I'm coming in boom so therefore for Usyk you can box all day but if I make if I'm the bigger fighter and I make that ring shorter on you then what's gonna happen is now now you on my I, I pick that point I cut it. I cut that ring. You can't. You can't. You only use a quarter of that ring. You can't use that whole ring. So, I think. I think that would be Fury's game plan. Would be to cut that ring off because he knows the skill level and um of Usyk. And, and for the most part, even Fury with a jab, you you can't. Usyk is just too good of a boxer for that. So I definitely think Fury would have to use his big man skills and. Cut the ring off and, and, and make it make it pretty much a fight, a one sided fight. But I definitely think that fight will go to distance go to distance. I do mm-hmm. think um I don't think Usek could knock Ferry out. I think uh, I think uh Ferry got that power that Usek hasn't felt yet. I mean, yeah, Joshua hit hard but but Joshua is is a different he he 
he's a different fighter. But if you when you watch Joshua fight like he fought when he fought Ruiz, a boxer Joshua has problems with. You got hands, you got Joshua has problems with. But if you stationary, then Joshua don't have no problem with you because that's him. So he's the same type of fighter. He's used to coming in and he's used to getting his punches off. But it's like like when he lost in the Olympics. He fought a fighter that, that had hands and got more skill. So Joshua, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's big. So he don't have – I think Joshua has the boxing um, – he has the boxer acumen or boxer IQ, but when he but when he fights a better boxer, he doesn't have it. So – and I think while he beat Ruiz the second time, was Ruiz didn't come in – he came in out of shape like I, mm. like I thought he would. He caught the Buster yeah. Douglas syndrome, and that's what I felt. But nah, I mean that, that's why that's how I look at it. So, um, I think definitely think it's gonna be a good fight. So, um, yeah, I can't wait, man. I, hopefully, we get it on next Saturday, if not the 14th. But man, I, I love this game. So, um, that's it. Okay. Hey, Kane, uh, you got one. Uh... On the Volkanovski, you want to talk about that? Oh yeah, so um, uh, Volk just fought uh, the Korean Zombie, um, and he completely dominated him. Got the the round four uh, TKO on him, and you know who was supposed to fight him was Max Holloway, who I actually I think won their second fight. You know, it was, it was supposed to be you know their trilogy fight and. You know, who who's the actual, you know, featherweight champion. I think people were still questioning Volk a little bit because, you know, I think a lot I think there was a lot of controversy on that second fight. Um and then in training camp, uh, I don't know what happened, uh, to Max Holloway. I think he, he I think he might have broke broken something in like one of his feet or something like that or he tore something. But he was knocked out of the fight and then they replaced it with uh, the Korean zombie. And um mm-hmm. yeah, it was complete domination all the way up into the round four. Um, kind of what everybody expected, you know, you come in there with a guy like um Alexander Volkanovsky, a guy who just comes who just if you let him get ahead, he just he swarms you. You know, there's nothing you can really do about it. Mm-hmm. You see that in almost every single one of his fights, you know. And man man's an animal. You know, he's proven to be probably the best featherweight, you know, I, I would love to see that trilogy fight with Max Holloway. Um, because Max Holloway is my guy, I, I can't let him lose. Um, uh, but and then also on that that uh, that night you had um, Aljamain Sterling versus uh, Peter Yan. They they had to run it back um, after uh, Peter Yan got um, got got disqualified from their first fight after throwing an illegal knee. I think it was like round three or something like that. Um, but I think a lot, there was also a lot of controversy around that fight because a lot of people were saying that Jan was, you know, going to just destroy him. And um, you know, if he hadn't thrown that, that illegal knee. Um, but, you know, they, they, were, they were supposed to fight in 2021, and then Aljo pulled out of that fight. Um, and then they finally rescheduled it for for whatever date the, uh, the Volkanovski fight was. I forget. Um and to, to to surprise to everyone, um, Aljamain Sterling pulled out the win, round in round five. You know, he got the decision. Um, he pulled out the fight, and I don't think anybody was expecting him to win. You know, he just he took down Jan, 
and I think he threw something of like 22 takedowns. And it's, honestly, mm-hmm. you can defend you can defend five or six takedowns. You know, if you if you take down defense is really good, but I, there's nothing you can really do to defend against 22 takedowns. Um, so eventually, you know, he got him down, and when he got him down, he, that's when he started working. You know, and he won those first three rounds. And then Peter Young kind of came out strong in the championship rounds, you know, because I think he has a lot more experience in those in you know four and five than um, than Sterling does. Um, so that went into to decision, and Aljo won that. And then the next week it was Bilal Muhammad versus Vicente um, Luque, Vicente Luque, and um, I think that they fought in twenty twenty in in twenty sixteen, which was about six or seven years ago, and I don't know if you guys remember Bilal Muhammad back then. He's not the not the same fighter he is today. And I don't – I mean, he has, he has improved a lot, a lot he has improved. Because um, in that fight, you know, it was a first-round knockout by the Xante Luque, and um, I think that was – I think that was very sour um, for, for Bilal Muhammad. You know, he, he just felt like he needed to get him back, and I think this was, this was his chance after mm-hmm. those six years – and, um, you know, uh, Luke, Luke came out swinging, you know, like everybody thought he would. I think he's probably the hardest-hitting welterweight. Um, but he came out there swinging, and Bilal took him down. You know, he took him down almost every single round. Uh, and maybe he did. I think, I think it was every single round. And there was, there was nothing there was nothing Luke could do on the ground. And, I mean, I, I, I kind of hate um, Bilal Muhammad's fight style because, you know, he's He's, he's he's a little bit boring to me, you know. He's boring, but he wins. Uh, but you know, he gets you on the ground, and he doesn't really do anything with it. You know, you saw that in the in the Luke fight. He got him on the ground, and he got a lot of top control, and that's that's what won him the fight with the takedowns and the top control, because he had like an insane amount of minutes in top control, and that's what won him on the uh, the scorecards. Um, but other than that, you know, there was there was no, no, no other no other fights. You know, I know my my boy Chris Barnett also fought. You know, the dude they got the uh, the crazy spinning wheel kick. You know, the the fat guy. But unfortunately, he lost. Um, I think that that that's that's pretty much it for for past UFC. Then tonight we have um, Lemos versus Andre Andre. I think, I think your name is. I don't really know how to pronounce your name, um, but I, I I can't really say much on that because I, I need to do more research on that because I don't really know who those people are. Caitlin, um, I've never had a chance to ask you about uh, your, your guy Hazmat and Burns. Oh yeah, oh I can I completely forgot about that fight. Oh yeah, honestly I think that might have been a uh, fight of the year. Or at least for that's a, that's a very early candidate fight of the year, you know my my my, my boy. You know I'm right I'm riding high on Hamzat. I, you know, I, I always am. Even if he loses, I don't really care. He's always going to be my guy. Um, but he went out there. You know he was number ten. You know riding the hype train, and he fought number two Gilbert Burns, and he did kind of what I expected him to do. You know he didn't really he didn't take uh, Burns to the ground. You know he didn't gra- try to grapple with him because. Burns is like a two-time jiu-jitsu or or or, um, or BJJ champion, something like that. So I don't really blame Hamza for not wanting to take him to the ground and and work that much on him. So you know he went for the boxing and oh my god, that was a great fight. 
I think um, I think he really proved himself. You know, is he ready for for Usman after that fight? I'm going to change my mind and say no. I don't think he's ready for Usman quite yet. I think he needs to fight uh, Covington or maybe he needs to fight Leon Edwards. If he if Leon Edwards loses to um, to Usman, um, he should fight Leon Edwards. And if he wins that fight, then he should get the shot at Usman. He, but he needs to fight somebody else before he gets another shot at Usman. Um, because I, I, I don't think he's ready. Not quite yet. Um but in that fight, you know, we did see a lot more boxing from, from Hamza, and same with Burns. You know, he stood up there, you know, he knocked Burns down. You know, he, he started tumbling him, but so did, I mean, Burns knocked down uh, Hamza, too. And he really went out there, he tested his chin, he tested it, you know, with everybody. I think the biggest question everybody was asking about Hamza was his gas tank. Can he last an entire fight? Can he go to decision? And you know he went to decision, and he was still looking amazing up until the last up until the last couple of seconds. You know, he was still looking you know he's still looking like he like he looked in the first round. Obviously, more bloody. Um, but uh, and and um, you, you saw you saw a lot. You saw like the um the humbleness you know come to Hamza. I think I think Burns I think Gilbert Burns really humbled Hamza because at the end of um. Uh, um, uh, Hamza versus uh, um, uh, Li Jing Liang. You know he was starting. You know he, he took him out in what like 47 seconds in the first round, and he got up on the uh, he got up on the podium. He's like, I, I kill everybody. I come for everybody. I kill them all. And he started screaming that. And you know when he when he beat Gilbert, he was a lot more humble. He was a lot more humble with Gil Rodin. And I honestly I like him even more now. You know, and I, I, there's nothing this there's nothing he can really do to make me hate him. You know, and um, I would love to see what his next fight is. You know, again, I, like I said, hopefully it should be um, hopefully it should be maybe uh, either Bilal Muhammad or Kobe Covington or Leon Edwards if he loses to um, to, to to Usman this upcoming fight. Hey, hey, King. Hey, King. Have you seen you seen Rocky, right? You seen the Rocky movie? Uh, can you say that again? I I, I can hear you. Uh, I'm sorry. Have you seen the Rocky movie? Oh, oh, Rocky. The, the movie. Yeah. Okay. He's not a machine. He's a man. Mhm. Oh yeah. Um, Hazmat. Let me tell you something. He took Gilbert down. And Gilbert got up, and I think he, I think he was more like, I, I think he made his mind up then to just box him. I think he could have took him down more, but he made his mind up to box him. And um, I think he probably should have took him down and finished him. I, he tested himself, and sometimes when you test yourself. I mean, there's positive and negative. There's positive. The positive with him is he's tough. Shemaev is tough. He's he's a tough guy. He took some shots that that to be honest, I mean, he was bigger than Gilbert to make, but still, I mean, that could have laid him out. Um, conditioning, I have to go with. I don't. I didn't like his condition. 
Uh, he seemed to kind of pace and get roped. He seemed to uh, he dominated the third. The second round, he lost clean. The first round, he won. The second round, he lost clean. To he, he lost in a boxing match clean. To and he got hit home. The third round, he seemed to control himself, but I think both of them were kind of tired. And Hazmat just kept kind of kept bringing it on. And that's one of them fight because he kept bringing it on, and Gilbert was just a little more sporadic trying to find a shot. Um, I don't think he's ready for Kobe Covington whatsoever. Kobe for five rounds? I mean, three rounds? I don't think he's ready for Kobe for three rounds because Kobe's active. Um, five rounds, I don't see him fighting any of the top competition in five rounds just yet. Not yet. He he doesn't. I don't. I don't see him having that. He now you're dealing with guys that once you get into a top competition, you're not taking these guys down or keeping them down like that. Kobe Covington, you're not just taking them down and keeping them down like that. Kamara Usman, you might you probably I mean you're gonna have trouble taking him down. Period. It's, I mean, it's dangerous with these guys. Not only that, I mean, even if you take them down and control them for a round, you have, what, a few more rounds to go. I don't see Hasmat with that conditioning yet. I think he has to build that. He's been so dominating that he hasn't needed to be in that situation. And so I think he did test himself a little bit, a little bit against Gilbert, but then he found out that, you know what, I'm not going to keep certain guys down because when he did take Gilbert down, Gilbert kind of got up. He, he wasn't, you know, he control control. He got up, and that's going to happen more than just Gilbert. I mean, when, you know, it's going to happen. More. So I, I think that he, he might want to not just. Take that step forward. They just together, but I don't. I don't see him. I mean, I think he needs a few more fights just to kind of deal with that conditioning period, to deal with that high level condition, that active conditioning for five rounds. Thank you, bud. Last week we had a, uh, another uh, battle of uh, Royal uh, Ryan Garcia and uh, Emmanuel Ty. Uh, Ty, you want to handle that one? Well, I mean, it was Ryan Garcia's uh, return to the ring. Obviously, he had the mental health issues. Then he had the fight lined up with Jojo Diaz and had to pull out for wrist surgery. So this was his comeback against Emmanuel Tag, but who has a shiny record but had fought no one really of note. And uh, Emmanuel Tagbo is a bit of a spoiler, and that's what he did. Ryan Garcia did what he does. He stalked the ring. He showed some improvements in his jab. Something Ryan Garcia said, and I've never been necessarily a fan. He's, you know, I mean, I, I'm a fan of all fighters, right? But I've never been necessarily a Ryan Garcia fan. But he said, you know what? He said, if I can really develop my jab, he said, I can really start to become unstoppable. And I, I really dug that because he's a tall, rangy guy who really whips his punches. He's very physically gifted in a boxing ring. He just hasn't quite fully developed his skills and polished his style. And he's absolutely right. If he develops his jab, the way he whips his punches behind that with the range he has, he becomes like a poor man's Tommy Hearns as far as a style. 
And I see Joe Goosen, who's the trainer I respect, who I think is trying to build certain things in him. He has to obviously not be so flat-footed, so uh, stiff in the head, which are still things you could see uh, he's working on and he hasn't ironed out yet. But he didn't have someone in front of him who was a threat. Uh, it was a get-busy fight. He got busy and uh, looking very forward to seeing what's next and potentially they'll make that uh, fight with Isaac Cruz, who ran through uh, what was left of Yuri Orkis Gamboa this past weekend. So hopefully that fight will get made, yes. and we'll see what Ryan Garcia has if he's really tested, uh, like he was when he fought Luke Campbell those years ago. Speaking of Isaac Cruz, man, I tell you what, that dude is coming a long way. He's just beginning his path right now. That guy was incredible the other night. I like Isaac Cruz. Ryan Garcia, to me, though, he reminds me of a different style no legal domain. To where I mean in different styles but no legal demand to a point. And you all, I mean do you remember how no legal demand was broken, stopping everybody else? Everything and if something was running for fear that's telling you that you want to play somebody where they technical floors are gonna call. And I mean, he's going to fight somebody with a technical sword in the court. And I mean, I like him, but explosion and talent. That's what I'm saying. And I, and I respect what he's doing. He left Eddie Renoso. I mean, uh, there were some differences with the uh, Canelo champion, with the Houston. And I've seen some improvements also, but Ryan Garcia, I've seen, I still see the same thing. He, he's, he's really straight up now. He's a straight up offensive you're not worried about anything coming back at you. Well, then, I mean, you're going to get exposed. I don't care how explosive you are, you're going to fight somebody who's going to take advantage of that. It might not even be the best guy, but when you're straight up and, I mean, you're not, you don't move your head. He's not defensively aware at all. And that's a problem to me. The jab's going to help keep people out of range, but what's going to happen when they get in range and slip something and throw a hook at your straight-up head that doesn't move? I, 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 I see technical, uh, maybe Goosen could do it, but right now I'm saying Ryan Garcia as a talent, as a major talent, not a good talent, just a talent. I'm saying Jerry Hammond is a talent. Because he has to work his way to get places. He has to do things different. Ryan Garcia is tall and he's getting away with some things to where a better boxers are going to get. I, I just, I, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed with Ryan Garcia. I'm sorry. I mean, maybe he will impress me, but at this time and point in time, I, I, I'm seeing more, more, you know, talent than skill. I'm sorry. Uh, I I agree with that that fact uh, that that point a hundred percent. Looking at uh, Cruz, watching Cruz. I mean, last week this man. <laughs> This Manu Gamboa, even though it was an older Gamboa, but what it showed was 
uh, Cruz is definitely he's the next in that class. He's he's a problem. I mean, for somebody that bring the fight to you, I don't care how much you use your jab. Your jab only gonna get you certain so many places. But <laughs> with, with somebody that comes straightforward like that, um, got got movement and can fight. I think I don't. Juan Garcia wants no parts of that. I mean, I don't care how much you call him out. Uh, say how how bad you want that fighter. It's ugly, and, and um, even Colt say, <laughs> uh, get physical. Nobody wants a physical fight. Everybody wanted to be sweet, but when you went there and you physical with that, nah. I, I think um, Pitbull too much. I think he will be too much for him. As you can see, when he fought Tank, when when Cruz fought uh, Tank Davis, <clears throat> I thought he took it to Tank. I mean, they say take one, and I, yeah, and I understand. I understand they was like, well, his hand, yeah, but he also he also put some punches on Tank, and he wobbled Tank, and and made and let Tank know he was there the whole fight. So, um, and then with this last fight with with Gamboa, we we saw what what to do and what not to do. Definitely from a coach's standpoint, I mean that fight right there, the coaches should have been fired on the spot because your corner is there to protect you. <laughs> nah, you don't go out on your shield. I, I get every fighter wants to go out on the shield, but sometimes, yeah. bro, you got to, that, that coach got to throw that towel in. Hey, you can't go out on that shield because you might not wake up. So, um, I definitely think uh, Garcia, I think he's overrated. Me personally, um, because I think you right now he's only he's he's selecting his fight, even though um and you can see with his competition like he don't really want he don't really want that 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 real work. It, it's cool to look good because eventually you gonna run into somebody that you handpick and, and that you might think is a cornflake, but he gonna put you, he gonna he gonna put you on your back because guess what he's preparing for you you didn't prepare for him so. Um, I def that's definitely what I see, and for Cruz, I definitely think Cruz and Garcia will be a good fight once they do fight. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Let's uh let's move on to uh, uh the uh, Caden. Um, Dylan White says that uh, there's not going to be a a Diaz Poirier fight. Um, is that big news to you, or would that make any sense? That's um, that's not that's not big news to me. Um, I I I knew that they weren't going to schedule that fight. Um, I, I think Dana White said something about it before, uh, maybe on Twitter or something like that, or or maybe it was it was like it was Dustin. I forget what, but I remember one 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 of those one of the three parties saying that they that the fight that wasn't going to happen. Um, but I also did hear that, that, um, because they're not scheduling him a fight, um, uh, Nate wants to actually go and fight in Bellator instead. It's because if they're not giving him a fight in the UFC, he said, well, screw the UFC. I'll go to Bellator. And honestly, what they're doing, what they're doing to him, you know, that he's been, he's been begging for a fight for like a year and a half now. They're not giving him a fight. Um, I don't blame him uh, if he wants to go to Bellator. Go to Bellator. Um, right. Go fight some. I just want to see him. I just want to see him fight because I love Nate Diaz. I love both of the Diaz brothers. 
Um, yeah. But I mean, obviously, Dana White did offer him. Dana White fight. did offer him fights, but what Dana White did do is because you know this is Nate Diaz's last fight on his contract. Obviously, yeah. Diaz and Poirier wanted to fight each other. Seemed like the obvious fight to make. But again, last fight on his contract before he goes into free agency. Dana White obviously wants to devalue the commodity before he leaves the organization. Thus, he offered him a fight against Hazmat Shamiev before Shamiev fought uh, Lee Jingling. So he offered him that fight. He offered him a fight against an up-and-coming huge wrestler as opposed to the fight that the fans wanted and that he and his opponent wanted in the Dustin Poirier fight. So the only fight he offered him was one that was potentially going to devalue him as a commodity as he headed into free agency. Um, with that being said, they breached an impasse. He still has one fight on his contract. He was like, I'll go fight Big Paul. I'll go fight Bellator. But if you're not going to let me fight, release me. So that's what's going on, and that's par for the course. Dana White always does that. Mm-hmm. He did the same thing to Paige Manzman, who, you know, who I never thought she was great, right? But nonetheless, he put her against an up-and-coming girl who obviously was going to take her down as a bitter. That's exactly what she did within a round or two. And he tends to do that. When he has someone who could be a prize free agent, he tends to try to devalue the commodity before they head to free agency. So, I mean, he's, right, he's going to do anything to get that, that, that money fight. What are you saying? Yeah. Ty, you just talked about Shemeth. Uh, uh, last week he had a, uh, a hell of a fight with uh, – Burns, Gilbert Burns. Uh, do you want to follow up on that one? Well, I think the guys covered it pretty well. Um, I think if you're a Hosmont fan and you were high on him, you should be even higher on him. Um, he was the number 10 ranked welterweight, as uh, Caden said, fought the number two ranked guy. Uh, what was so impressive about that is he absolutely fought the complete boneheaded wrong fight. And he'll tell you that himself. His coaches will tell you that. You can hear them. Uh, exhorting him and screaming at him in the corner. Uh, Hosmat really could have won that fight a lot easier based on his attribute size and skill set. Gilbert Burns is a tough out, and you have to treat him as such. Hosmat learns you can't mm-hmm. truck everyone. As far as his cardio is concerned, he has his cardio is average at best. Um, does not have elite cardio at this point. The reason why I say it's average at best is because I don't know if you guys remember, but before the fight a few weeks ago on the show, when we talked about his cardio and how hard he worked, thus equating to having good cardio, one thing I I noted is that he fights very energetic. He's not extremely relaxed. And guys who tend to fight, uh, you know, even even though he's a freight train, but guys who tend to fight tense and and, kind of like that, tend to burn a little bit quicker because they're just not as controlled and relaxed. And you saw that. He approached mm-hmm. the fight in the wrong strategy. By the third round, he had gassed out. Um, they both had gassed out. And even though you didn't see it uh, in the output, the excitement and the drama of the fight remained the same, but when I say gassed out, it's things that are more nuanced. Like you could see the significant drop in their technique. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Could he have fought five rounds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how would he look? How did he look in the third round? He looked pretty bad. His hands were down, and they were, they were playing rock and roll <laughs> robots just the middle of the second round. If you watch a Kobe Covington fight, and I'm not going to pick that fight right now because, right, I'm not doing analytics on it, but if you watch a Kobe Covington fight, 
or tomorrow evening fight, watch their technique in the fifth round mm-hmm. as opposed to the technique in the first round. Not too much of a significant drop. It will decrease, but not significantly. By the middle of the second round, Hodgemott's technique was completely ragged. That's how I got caught with yep. that right hand that dropped. Um, yep. So mm-hmm. having the ability to fight five rounds is one thing. Having the ability to fight five rounds and maintain your form and technique is something totally different. So when you say he's not, he needs more five rounds of elements, I do agree with that. I also think his cardio would benefit if he had fought more control, which I think he would do in, in, in the future, as well as following his game plan. Um, like I said, he's crazy tough. He's durable. What I like about him is if you hit him, he wants to hit you back. You know what I mean? What he has to do is learn to follow the game plan and control his aggression, and he'll be more effective when he's fighting someone who's going to provide competitive resistance as a Gilbert Burns is likely to do. What's up? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Everything my brother said, I want you to listen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I know. <laughs> everything, everything my brother said, that's all I, I, I'm going to say this. Go ahead, Zeke. Oh, no, 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 no. I, no, no, go ahead, Greg. I don't want Greg to talk. No, I caught the tail end of it because I had to run to the store. So, oh, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. My brother was just saying, just as far as being calm in the fight, man, like. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's all. I, I, I can speak on that. Um, The biggest thing about, about that, man, if you're not calm in a fight, you can't you can't even move. Like when I first the first time I actually stepped in the ring, actually I say the first fourth first three times, like the 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 nerves overtook me. So I was already defeated before I even started fighting. You know what I'm saying? So even though the performances was deep was good but you get tired. So what what it is with uh with Coach B, actually he taught me how to relax more because he, he said to me, he says, you flipped the pancakes before. And that that's the whole analogy. That's all I think about every time I step in the ring now. I done flipped it before. And, and this last fight that I had, I was really relaxed. Even though he was like, man, you tense. Nah, I was real relaxed because I was able to see. And then, like, the more you relax, you, you don't burn. You, your conditioning really comes out. And, and to that point, that, I, I get what he was talking about when he was like with Dylan White tonight versus Tyson Fury. Um, you didn't mm-hmm. see a relaxed fighter. You saw, like I said, you saw somebody that was he was afraid of the moment. Um, at the at the you like I tell people, man, you can him and high all day, and you can say, well, I want this fighter or this that and the third, but once you under them bright lights, <laughs> it's different. That's a whole different ball game. So that's why you see dudes like that that look good in sparring that's outstanding. Oh, he sparred great, but then he get in the ring, he knocked out first uh minute and a half into the fight because on bright lights is different. And then that energy, like that energy will um the energy from the fans, the energy from, from that building, like it it'll take you if you let it. But like the and biggest thing I think is a real thing, right? And adrenaline dump yes. is a real thing. Yes, I, I throw up. Like, I ain't going to even, like, this is crazy. 
I always throw up, like, until this last fight with having uh be in my corner. Man, listen, every fight, before every fight, I, I'm throwing up. Like, and it's crazy. When I fought out Missouri uh, in the ringside championships, that night, the energy was so bad. Like, I threw up. And then I come to find out my opponent threw up because the adrenaline was there. Like, but the, but we fought a great fight. But it's just, yeah. man, like, you never know. And, and, and some, some fighters don't show up. I'm like, man, you never know what they're going through at that moment, what's in their head. Because if you don't come, if you come into the ring and your head is not clear, you already lost, period. Like, Absolutely. whatever distraction you got, you got to leave that at the door. Like, you got to leave that home the night before because when it's game time, it's game time. The minute you walk in the way in, look, it's game time. The minute you start getting taped up, um, look, man, you start, whatever you got to use, your pre-workout, whatever, to, to have you focus and get you right. Because, listen, man, that's that's a lot of adrenaline that you got to take on from, from fans, from just the energy of other fighters. Everything you taking on a whole bunch of adrenaline. So if so for me, I take free workout. I eat peanut butter and jelly, and and I'm on a C4. For the simple fact is, I don't want to be drained, man. You, I'm listen. Like your emotions is is, is is real. That's real. Like you get drained quick. So now I'm starting to now I relax more. And then when you relax, you see better. You get a feel of the ring. Like you know, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like if you. One that know the ring, you know how to move, maneuver around the ring, so you know. But man, you get some fights, some fighters, man, they ain't never been in. That's why with this like celebrity boxing, we were talking about when they was like, well, Nate Robinson when he got knocked out by Jake Paul, put to sleep. He, uh, they was like, well, he looked good sparring. I said, yeah, them bright lights hit him. So it's a whole different, it's a different ball game. So that's my take on that. That adrenaline, baby. That that that's my okay. take. All right. Hey, the Jamel Charlo is going to go against uh, Brian Costanza in two weeks. What's his What's his choice? What's his chances on that one? Um, they're going to go out of the gym. It was a competitive fight the first time. Um, to be honest. I always, I think as much, I like Charlo's, and I say Charlo's because they, they're both kind of similar to a degree. I like them in rematch. I, I like them in rematches. Um, their power died. And even in the rematch with the younger Charlo against Tony Harris, it's still not the smaller Charlo against Tony Harris and Jamal. Uh, Jamal Charlo against Tony Harrison. Um, Harrison was cleaning out boxing him until he got caught, and that's always been Harrison's problem: is is his chance. So, superb boxer is chance. Um, going against Costanza, I, I see kind of the same fight that 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 happened the first time to a degree. I don't think I just think that those styles are just going to always make that fight, and certain styles are always going to make certain fights. You know, they're going to make fights good. Mickey Ward and uh, Arturo Guy, they made good fights, but they dealt with their style. So I, I think that just those styles, I mean, I would predict Charlo, 
but not by knockout, not this time, not in the rematch. Okay. Uh, Ty? You know, I, it was a great fight, and, and Castano really pushed Charlo, and, and he really – in, in the fight, it was a close fight. He actually won more rounds. Charlo rocked him pretty badly a couple of times. And that's the thing with Charlo. Like Zito said, Charlo's a power guy. He's been several times in his career. He's been getting cleanly outboxed, um, but he's been able to pull the trigger and get his opponent out of there. Uh, and he has that kind of clutch gene. He's, he's really capable of, and the funny thing is, is he's a guy who doesn't so much as set the opening up as he sees the opening eventually. And he lands the punch, and he did that to bail himself out and get that draw with Castano in a fight where it looked like he was down on the scorecards. Like Zito, I, I, when these two styles mesh and these two fighters mesh, you're going to get the same fight nine out of ten times, barring a you know a quick knockout. And what it comes down to is it comes down to can Charlo apply enough of his power to win enough rounds to deter you know, and deter Castano enough to, to, again, win enough rounds. Because what it really comes down to is who can win seven rounds first, barring a knockout, right? And I kind of agree with Zito. When you're in with a guy who's a puncher based on opportunities, the more chances he gets to see the opportunities, the more he's able to apply his power. So mm-hmm. that's typically why a guy like that will do better in a rematch because he can be out of box, but he's starting to see the openings a little cleaner and cleaner. Remember, he got to Castano a couple times last fight. So yeah. I, I kind of see something sim- similar to what Zito sees in which uh, it's a very you know closely contested fight with the edge going to Charlo by virtue of either you know a couple knockdowns or, or just – dominating a couple rounds with his power and then deterring, by virtue, deterring Castano uh, from being able to warm back up and get in his chest again. That's kind of same, a very similar ebb and flow as last fight, but I think he's just going to edge it a little bit more. Okay. And, uh, all right, uh, Aiden, we got uh, two ladies uh, coming up uh, on uh, your your card, Kyla Santos and uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Tell us about um, that. Shevchenko, <laughs> are you talking about the fight tonight? Because Shevchenko doesn't fight tonight. No, not in, in next week. It's next week. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Ne- next week. Oh no, ne- no. Next week is Font versus uh, Marvin Vieira. I think. <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't fight for a while. I don't know when she fights. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's uh, one that just matched up. Oh, 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 Sean, yeah, oh she, no, she fights. Uh, the next time she fights is is, is June eleventh against uh, yeah okay. Alia Santos. Uh, right. But that's that's not for a while. Um, mm. but I mean the fight tonight. I can talk about the fight. The fight tonight with uh, versus Lamos and. Jessica Andrade. Um, we also mm-hmm. got uh, Clayita on that card going against Claudia uh, Puelles. Uh, and um, 
I think I think everybody in the, who's invested in the UFC should know who Clay Guida is. Just an absolute veteran of of the game. You know, he's he's um he's he's, he's not he's not doing the um you know he he's coming off of a, a sub a submission a, a um yeah he's coming off of a submission win from uh, Leonardo Santos and mm-hmm. um. I want to see if he can stay hot on stay hot on a win streak. You know, maybe get you know a two a two run win streak. Before that, he fought Mark Madison, and he lost that. And he fought twice in 2021. And he lost one and won one. And um, tonight he fought he fights uh, Claudio uh, Puelles, who I think I think this is yeah this is his um I'm pretty sure this is his uh oh, no this is not okay he, he's coming off of two wins he's coming off of a two, a, a two fight win streak off of a a round three submission, and uh, before that, a, uh, a round three decision. Um, and I, I think he's going to give Clay some problems. You know, he brings Clay to the ground. Um, you know, Clay is you know, he's getting up there in age. Um, this is a, this is a nice, you know, this is a fresh young guy who's going to come in there. And I I got I got Claudio by um, by 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 probably uh, by decision round three, and then we got the main card. Uh, Lemos, Lemos mm-hmm. versus Andrade, and um, two two hard hitting two hard hitting females who go in there and they and you know there's mm-hmm. great finishers and I got I got um, Amanda Lemos by TKO round two. Um, I think when she gets out there and she starts swinging, you know she's gonna catch she's gonna catch Andrade with a with a, with, a, with a special one that's probably gonna knock her down. And then she's mm-hmm. probably gonna top on top, and then it's just gonna get stopped by the rest. That's 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 how I think it's mm-hmm. it's gonna play out. Um, because you know, in in, Jess, in Jessica's last couple fights, you know, she hasn't she hasn't showed off you know the the best you know ground game. She's gotten a lot of knockouts and TKOs, and she's coming off of a knockout. And then she, you know, she fought uh, Valentina for Valentina Shevchenko for the uh, the women's uh, flyweight championship, and she got. I'm pretty sure she got knocked out in round two. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and then Amanda Lemos um, is also, she's also coming off mm-hmm. of a win, uh, but that was that was a decision. Before that, she got a um, she got a knockout, a nice, a, she got a beautiful knockout over over Ruiz. And um, yeah, so it's a, a very they're very good finishers when it comes to you know standing and swinging and and, and this is this is definitely one that you'd want to you'd want to watch. Um, you know their their main card starts at nine, so it's going to be a light a, a later fight. So if you can't you know watch it, you know definitely make sure to tune in tomorrow and see what went down because it's, it's, there's probably going to be some fireworks. Okay. Guys, that brings us to the uh, the very end of the end of our show here. Actually, I extended 23 minutes so we could get everybody on. I appreciate everybody's input tonight. Uh, Greg, it was nice to have you join us. Tony, it's always glad. I'm always always glad to be with you. Uh, Caden, you, know, you show uh, you show you, you strikes every single week. Uh, Ty and, and uh, Zito, uh, great job, great preparation, uh, uh, great knowledge. Um, what makes this show uh, good. So, Tony, will lead us out? Yes, would love to. First, I'd like to say happy birthday to my 21-year-old son today who just got out of the United States Marine Corps. Semper Fi, my brother. Oh, wow. I love him. 
Um, my mom's birthday this past Monday, 75th birthday. Happy birthday to her. Thank you guys for everything you do. Thank law enforcement, military, for everything they do to keep us safe. And last but not least, our sponsor, BioSolar, that uh, people, if you are anywhere in the U.S. and you hear this right now, you could see they're going solar. Go with BioSolar. Make a call. They can go anywhere in the U.S. and do it for you. It's the most honest people I've ever met. Great. Great. Uh, let's see. Uh, Katie? Oh, yeah. I think it was another another great show. Another great one for the uh, history books. Um, you know, we had some we had some you know, historic, historic things uh, go down, you know, today. You know, the you know, a supposed um, uh, retirement of of um, Tyson Fury, and hopefully, you know, maybe he'll go through with that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> hope everybody has a great night, and I'll see y'all later. Okay. Thank y'all for having me. Thanks, thanks, Greg. See? Oh yeah, yeah, absolute great show. I want to thank Tony. Always thank Tony for joining us. I want to thank Caden. Always love Caden on the show. I want to thank Greg. Thank you for joining us, Greg. Thank you for the knowledge, too. Uh, Always want to thank Ty. Oh, man, thanks for being And I want to thank Ty and Butch, as always. I want to thank Bob. Bob's not here, and we want to give prayers out to Bob and his brother. And these shows are definitely in memory of Bob. Coach Mel and Dr. Chris. Anyone wants to hear any fighting words? Please be told. Yes, Doug. Yeah, first and foremost, definitely want to send out uh, prayers, love, and well wishes to our compadre, Brother Bob, and, and his family. We're wishing you well, brother. We miss you, and our love is with you. Uh, want to thank our special guest star, Greg, for joining us today. It was nice to have your in-doing knowledge as part of our broadcast today. Definitely want to thank the team, Tony, Caden, Butch, Zito. It was a pleasure being on with you guys. Bob is our co-pilot. Coach Mel is watching over us. Dr. Chris keeps us laughing. Everyone have a safe and wonderful week. Be well. Be well. God bless you guys. Thanks, Thanks again for everybody's input. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week. Gracious appreciation. The men and women of the United States Armed Forces, the men and women of the Police and Fire Services, the doctors and nurses, and everyone on the first line of COVID, especially those wonderful people to clean up afterwards. Uh, we also want to thank the people to, at the supermarkets to keep the, the stock, the shelves, to keep us fed. Um, you know, these are very important times for uh, men and women in uniform. You never know what's going to happen. And so um, we will ask you, if, if you can, just keep a good thought for those guys, especially uh, the uh, people going now overseas to protect others uh, that are now under siege. Uh, these programs are dedicated to those who lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffrey Polka, Split Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazid, Sergeant Thomas Batinger, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Henson, Sergeant Thomas Wilson, County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Chris Levesque, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman 
for an awful Christmas by the PD, Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Patrol Deputy Josh Myers, Nassau County Sheriff's Department. The Captain uh, Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Captain, uh, sorry, Lieutenant Artis Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. <coughs> Chief Al Hogel, Orlando Key Police Department. Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, sometime will be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the roads rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly in your fields and sunshine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your family always in the palm of his hands. God bless and have a great week.
County Dispatch to 1999. County Dispatch to 1999. County Dispatch to 1999. All units be advised 1999. Responded to a last emergency. May God bless you.